When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, Sacramento, Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 116. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Michael Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Twitter. Caps with a K. Also, we're on Instagram, Cap. Cap in America, Lost in America, and your Turner Sparks. Yes! Hey. On the podcast today, we have comedian Daniel Parafan. Yeah, we picked him up the other night at a bar. We did. We were at the Sean <laughs> Finnerty. We, we went cruising for guests. Cruising for dudes. <laughs> and we found a Colombian. Yeah, looking for Colombians. Muy caliente. Yeah, pretty much. I say, let's go to this bar and let's find uh we'll find we'll find a foreigner. And let's it works. For- <laughs> it a hundred percent works. Well, we we were at the uh the Sean Finnerty, uh, what do you call it? It's a party. To watch him on Jimmy Fallon show, the he Tonight was, Show. Because we mentioned last week he got the pod bump. He made it on the Tonight Show. Congratulations to him and us. And, he, and so he invited, uh, you know, everyone who helped him along the way. He invited us, them all to the party to watch them. Exactly. He so gave us front row seats. It was his parents. And us. His mentors. Yes. I'm sure. Us. You know. A couple of oh, Irish people. Some Irish. Yeah. It was in a very Irish neighborhood of Queens because I went into the bar. I felt like I had been transported into Limerick. Yeah, which was funny because it's in. It was. It was like near the Thai section of Queens. Oh, really? So I always go to that area. You go north on the. You get off the seven. You're in the Thailand. And Thailand. All this, goes, it's all these good Thai restaurants. You go south. All of a sudden, it's yeah. Dublin. <laughs> yeah, it was very Dublin. There's, everyone there had an Irish accent. They're very excited that I used to play Gaelic football. I kept telling people because I was half in the bag. Good bit. Yeah, and I was like, I used to play Gaelic football. And they were like, hey, mighty. That boy, little boy used to play the Gaelic. <laughs> little boy. Hey. That really said that way? Yeah, that, yeah, they were so excited. Yeah, I was drinking Guinness, and that's I felt like had to do it. You did. You were drinking Guinness. I was drinking cider, Irish cider. We were really in the mood. Yeah, and I stumbled out of there looking for some drunk fish and chips. In keeping with the mood, I was like, let me find some fish and chips. And you find any? All around town, end up at a halal cart. Nope. No, ah, fin- no well, it wasn't that Irish. Mate, you had a kebab, mate. <laughs> that's what they love up that's there. True. Well, congratulations to Sean Fennerty. If you guys haven't seen it yet, he was on uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon on Friday night. He killed it. He was hilarious. He was good. He was and it's got to be very, I didn't realize till right when we were in the moment, Watching yourself on TV is already got to be very nerve-wracking. But then in a room full of all your friends in a bar, and yeah. they turn the sound up, and it was like everyone's there waiting for you to either do really well or not. And you got to kill. Not only do you got to kill, but like you on TV has to kill. Because you're right in front of your whole family plus your friends in a bar. So you got to like you on TV has to kill for a live audience that you're in the middle of. Yeah. But he did. It's kind of, yeah. Like, it's it's like when you do, like, when you, I've been in, like, classes where, like, when you're back in college and you, someone does it, you write something and everyone's reading it in front of the class, that kind of thing. But, so nervous. But on, but on, a, but on a much greater scale because you're like, oh, there's millions of people watching. Exactly. And, so if you uh, haven't seen the, la- it's online. It's on YouTube. Go search Sean Finnerty on there. Kaplan, I got to promote some shows. This Saturday night, I'm going to be in, uh, well, I say Boston, Massachusetts. It's actually Cambridge, Massachusetts, mm. right outside of Boston at the 730 Tavern. Yes, at the 7.30 Tavern Kitchen and Patio. It's a very weird name. It sounds like a furniture store, but it's a bar. Mm. And I'm going to be there with Gus Tate, 
with Liam McGurk, speaking of Irish That sounds people. like a guy who'll kill in Boston. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to be doing a show there. You guys, get your tickets. Go to turnersparks.com right now. If you live yeah. in Boston, come. If you live in Cambridge, come hang out. We need, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, the ticket sales, a little light. All right. Hear that, Kessel family? So Kessels, get to the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then- Bring out your best racist material for Boston, or what are you going to do? To the no. Kessels or no, to me? No, for the Boston. I have no racist oh, material. All right. It's Boston. There are a bunch of- Oh, they would like it, you're saying? Say, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah, okay. I'm promising I'll it. leave that to Liam McGurk. <laughs> How about that? That is this Saturday, January 19th, and then January 31st, I'm going to be in Grand Prairie, Texas, at the Uptown Theater headlining. And guess who's opening for me out there? Uh, one mighty Heaton. Andrew Heaton, Alt yeah. Middle Guest of the Year. That is Uptown Theater right outside of Dallas, Texas. If you're That's... in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, come on out to that. What it's a pod be... bump he's already got. He's already opening for you. He's huge <laughs> pod bump. Kaplan, Amazon. Yeah. What do they have to these days? Let's say December. Let's tell people December was our biggest month of all time on Amazon. We had $10,000 in purchases. Yeah. This is mean we made $10,000. We made 4%. But, but, but you know what? In January, we need to double that going forward. Yes. I heard that uh, Jeff, Bezo- Jeff Bozo's ex-wife, <laughs> Jeff Bozo. she's taking half the mo- our money now. What? Yeah. She well, said, that's why our money's been a little- deal. Our money has been a little light this month. Yeah. We were making 4%, now we're making 2 Is it because she gets half? She gets half. That's how divorce works in America. God <laughs> damn it, Jeff Bozos. <laughs> Mrs. Bozos, give us our money back. So, so we need the listeners out there to help double their support for us by going on lostinamericapod.com. Yes. And what do they do up when they get there? Click the um, Audrey Murray book in the upper right-hand corner. That'll take you back to Amazon, then do your regular shopping. And- a percentage of what you spend will go uh, to us. It's half of what it used to. Because half is going to go to Mrs. Bezos. Mrs. Bezos down there, and <laughs> a little percentage goes to the mistress in Pompano Beach, Florida, <laughs> wherever she's yeah. gallivanting uh, around. So anyway, uh, Cap, should we get to Lost in America? Yeah, let's play the music. Play the music. All right, Cap. I'm lost in America this week. I was, it was actually a few weeks ago. I went to Hawaii not too long for Christmas, which we is America, to, believe it or not. Some which people don't. is America. You know, it's my grandparents might not have counted that, but and I have. I don't know if this is a hot take or a very. If this is going to get kicked me out of sh- show business or whatever <laughs> I'm in. Hawaiians, hot take alert, are dumb. <laughs> bam, bam, you're out. And I don't mean Hawaiians like Native Hawaiians because I literally didn't meet yeah, a Native Hawaiians. Do Hawaiians first off? Do they count as a person of color like Native Hawaiians do? Like, is that a Native Hawaiians group? do. Like, yeah, yeah. So, For okay. sure. So, yeah, you can't say they're dumb. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I wouldn't know. I literally didn't meet one. It's like oh, meeting a Native American. I mean, right. I guess they would be. Are they? Would they even call themselves Native Americans, or is that offensive to say? Because they're technically either Native Polynesians. Right. They're Polynesians. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, you did, so you didn't miss, eat any poo-poo platters? No, or, I did. Oh. And that's also what I figured out. It was definitely a Hawaiian restaurant you took us to <laughs> in uh, in wherever it was, Staten Island. Because I mean, the Chinese food out food. there was exactly what we had in Staten Island. Yeah. It's an island. Every right. island has pooper platters. That's okay. Well, the so Chinese anyway, figured it out. But let me get to my point. <laughs> they, uh, they, they, so that all the people who moved to Hawaii, so maybe they're not, I don't know what you call them. They're not Hawaiians, they're but they live in Hawaii. Beats. But I'm a Californian. I'm from California. Yeah. So I would say a person in Hawaii. People who Hawaiian. find California too uh, uptight, too type A. They, they, it's like that life's too not laid back enough. That's who goes to Hawaii. Exactly. Right. The people who California is too, yeah, it's too speedy of a lifestyle <laughs> yeah. for them. To live in San Diego on the beach. Yeah. They moved to Hawaii and it's even more of a laid back lifestyle. And everyone I met there, 
is it's all white people, first of all. And then they're all very, 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 very tan, like melanoma tan, yeah. like skin cancer tan, like, bleach blonde hair. And then they're always trying to, they're all tour guides because we took a lot of tours. So that's yeah. the only people I met. <laughs> and then well, it's a great, I can just picture the guy. They're all like middle aged. They like, don't wear shoes. There's also the guys who've been out there. For- yeah. And they're like leather skin. <laughs> yeah. no, no one has a shirt on. Yeah, of course. Right? And then they're all trying to tell, trying to convince you, but really convince themselves that they made the right decision with their life yeah. to move to Hawaii. Everyone had the same story. We're on like this chocolate plantation. By the way, they throw the term plantation around they willy nilly. No, yeah. So they're on a chocolate plantation, and the guy's like, or "It's a lady," and she's <laughs> what, like, "The chocolate." <laughs> and she's, "Oh yeah, you take a chocolate tour, you eat all this Who's chocolate." Who's making the chocolate? The no, native Hawaiians? No, chocolate's natural. It grows in the in the wild. I know, but who's working there? This plantation. Oh, that's uh, the best part. They're all indentured servants. Right. Oh yes. It's all the white people who moved to Hawaii. Oh, they're working. And some there? asshole owner convinced them if they'd be real, it'd be really cool. They could live on the plantation for free. So it is a plantation because like no one's getting paid. <laughs> it's, a, it's an American kibbutz. Yeah, they all live there for free, but they have to work the fields. And <laughs> what is going on? Really? <laughs> yeah. And they work in the jungles in Hawaii. Up in the mountains, they don't even live on the beach. Is this in a code for selling cocaine or something? They're selling chocolate, really? probably. <laughs> and then they work in the cho- in the chocolate fields, and they all like <laughs> pick all the chocolate all day, and then they lead you on these tours. And the lady's convincing us that she made the right decision with her life, knowing she made the wrong one. And she's like, "Yeah, this is just great." She's this real like it's a chemical smile on her face, mm. like not a natural one. One that like you know that a couple of right uh, it's enhancements. Been, it's been done by Botox and uh, and drugs and drugs. Yeah, and, like and cocaine and too much sun. Yeah, and she's like, "This is just great. I just love my life here." And you know, I was on the four hundred five freeway in Los Angeles, <laughs> exactly. Too. And I was st- it was like falling down, yeah. like the movie. She's like, "I'm stuck in traffic," and I just got out of my car and I left it there. And I walked to LAX and I bought the first ticket to Hawaii. And I've been here for six years and I've been living on and- this plantation and everything. And then we're like, "Did she tell her family?" I don't think so. <laughs> I think like, no one knows still looking for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I was like, wait. I asked her. I was like, wait. How many people work on this plantation? Because it's like twenty miles by twenty miles. It's giant. How many people work on this plantation? She's like, huh? she's smiling. Well, not enough. It could. We could really use a few more. And then she starts recruiting. If anyone wants to join, it's a great lifestyle. And I was like, how many? She's They're like, cool. she goes six. We have six people, and three of them are part time. That's so. A- it's a lot of work. Mm. Yeah, so she's she's tending to twenty square miles. That's a of disgrace field. to the plantation name. Six people, and she's <laughs> trying to get you to join by giving you all this free chocolate. Oh my god, is it good chocolate? Hawaiian chocolate's good chocolate. I've never heard of this. I yeah, yeah I don't even know. Good. It's, it's, I mean, it's like, what's a Hawaiian candy bar? Do you bring some back? I don't know. No, we didn't buy any. No. But then they did have oh. they do a they do a taste test at the end, uh-huh. and they like you blind taste test all these different kinds of chocolate. But one of them is just clearly Hershey's. <laughs> and then my Plus, dad goes up and he's like, hey, uh, do you guys sell all of this chocolate on the plantation? Like wanted to buy more Hershey's. Did he know? Was he just, was he just trolling them? No, I don't think he was. Uh, I think he was just kind of out to lunch. <laughs> and she's like, no, we only sell the ones we handpick. <laughs> and then everything you go to, there's like surfing lessons where I didn't take by other people taking. The guy's like, I just, you know, I was stuck in traffic in <laughs> Connecticut. Everyone's stuck in traffic. Everyone's stuck in traffic. traffic is really. And then they moved to Hawaii and they're like, I think the deal is you get paid nothing, right? But you get to live in Hawaii, and like you're an indentured servant. After a while, you can't leave the island, yeah, because but- all your food. Well, one of the guys, we were on this like booze cruise, <laughs> and one guy was a uh, he was from Folsom, California, right outside mm. of El Dorado Hills, 
and he Folsom was a. Street Blues. It's Hill. a suburb of Eldorado Hills. Folsom uh, Prison. <laughs> prison Blues. Yeah, Plaza. Full Street. <laughs> Hill Street Blues. <laughs> Mixing up my streets <laughs> and blues. And uh, he was so he's on his fishing boat. And he, I was telling me, I was like, I was, I was asking, I was like, you guys get paid to work on this? He goes, eh, you get a little bit, but you know, like uh, the fishermen always come by and they give us free fish, so you get to eat, you get mm. to eat. So I think they're all just stuck <laughs> in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. So my point is, they're dumb. I mean, these people. Well, I would picture it like they move there, and there must be a moment. Been there long enough, or is it immediate? Where like you just lose your ability to live anywhere else. Like that's because they all ran out of money. Yeah, they all ran out, and they run out of like ability to adjust to like a normal, not normal, but just like a like the like American city lifestyle. That's I know. I can't. I got news. I mean, they're Americans. You can't fly back to North Hollywood and spend money in fish and chocolate. Yeah, and it's not um. Yeah, I mean, so does it feel like a foreign country? I've never been to Hawaii. So Definitely I- feels like a foreign country. The only thing that feels the same is that the prices. Yeah. Like, but uh, your lifestyle, you feel like you're in maybe like, yeah, some kind of foreign country. Tyler pointed out, my brother pointed out something very odd, that you're in the middle. They All, all they play is Jamaican music. Right, which is but you're really not far in, away. Yeah, you're very far from the uh, Pacific, or the, the Jamaica, the islands, but you're in you're in the Pacific They're Islands. Like, this music works for us. We they, never came up with our own music. Just anytime there's a beach. <laughs> just yeah, throw in like, some Bob Marley. What they throw Bob Marley, <laughs> and then they have like three Jamaican songs, but one of them is just that fat, I mean, three Hawaiian songs, but one of them is just that super fat guy that sings Somewhere Over the Rainbow on a ukulele, which somewhere over the rainbow is not a Hawaiian song. No, that's a remix. It's a slow cover. All this being said, I have to tell you, vote Tulsi twenty twenty Tulsi oh, Gabbard. Right. She's, yeah, uh, she's not an idiot. She's our, she's a genius, and she's going to be the president, <laughs> next president <laughs> of the United States of America. We'll I have one question that well, my, uh, the cultural appropriation of the music. This should be a bigger issue. You're right. We should it raise should that be. as a, Tulsi should get on that. Then Tulsi she, should she get really on that. She really wants to pick up steam in the primaries. So you're eating. So you're eating all these like con- yeah. There's all these people who aren't that smart. Like these white idiots move there, <laughs> and then the pace of life is just very slow. But then you're in a bar and you like I ordered four drinks for my brother Anna, myself, and Yeah, and it was sixty three dollars mm. for like four cocktails. So it's not foreign country currency. It's no, America. it's very American prices. It's with the, yeah, well, you're probably in a tourist area. So I was. We were in a very tourist area, but everything else is great. We loved it. Uh, so, shout out to Tulsi. And, and if we have any Hawaiian listeners, I'm looking forward to the hate mail and the uh, calling them all dumb. Exactly. <laughs> and if you want to do it, do it through Ents because Ents is an app. It is an app. It's the best hate mail app out there. You can get it through the app store. It's up to five minute audio recordings, voice messages, hate mail. So music. I think they're doing a live recording next door at the other studio at Ents Studios here, where there yeah. some some girls recording her album on Ents. Yeah, it's Ents is now Ikram. A few weeks ago, we mentioned his album was even on Spotify. That was that was the, the record label changed it after we released the podcast, the Christmas it, album. And the Christmas album is actually only available on Ents. They found out he was Muslim. <laughs> I think that's so what happened. Spotify didn't put it on there, but it is on Ents. And also, I have big news. I didn't announce this last week. I have a new Ents handle, a second handle, because Ents is so great. We have a Lost in America. Yes. And now I'm Captain America on Ents as well. And I'm Turner Sparks. So you can get me, you can get Lost in America, you can get you. And it's a, the hot new thing is to Ents uh, comedian sets that aren't finished yet <laughs> yes. and then ruin their career. Yeah, you should ruin Turner's career. Ruin Go. my career. Do it on Ents. So yeah, and, and and we will reply. If you hit us up on Ents, you tag us uh, in, a, yeah. in an Ents, we will get back to you and we will share our thoughts on the subject. Maybe we'll talk about it on the air. Exactly. Should we get Daniel Parafan in here? The guy's roaming the halls. Uh, he's like, bust, he's busting into concerts over there. We got to get him in. Daniel Perryman, come on in. All right, we're back. Kaplan. Yes. Do we find? What are we gonna do? We're here without Daniel Perryman. We have yeah. to explain why. First of all, we're not only here without Daniel Perryman. We are here 
in these same seats, but two days later, With different underwear. I want to say different everything. I just want to clear that up. There was some. Here's what discussion. happened: we recorded an entire podcast with Daniel Parafan. It was emotional. It was. It was. It took a lot out of us. I sweated. He I cried, cried. He cried three times, which is talking about Columbia, talking about where he grew up in Jackson Heights, New York, talking about everything. And then it's the first talking time about ever had illegal any... immigration and you know oh, the yeah, effects the of society and the effects on you know you can't call nine one one. We learned it got a lot. We learned a lot of things that are. It was serious. Walking over dead bodies when you're five years old. At certain it was, points, it was funny. It was funny at times. And then we yeah. lost it because uh, I believe this. You know, typically on podcasts they say, "Ooh, we had technical difficulties," but what really it just means is they forgot to press the on button. Yeah, first rule of podcasting. First rule you podcasting. know, press on. Press the on button. You learned that. But uh, this time it, it actually was. It was the mixing board. I I blame producer Randy. Well, Lee. you know, Randy Lee took off in the middle of the show exactly because he, he he comes he works on the comedy shows. Once he saw it was getting dark, he just couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the emotion. He had to go cry. He, he cried listening in as the, yeah listening in from behind the glass over there. I think he I think what he really was doing he was calling his agent to ask for a raise because he you know, <laughs> you know what happens is you know I think it would have been a good episode it wouldn't it would have been a departure from our normal episodes yeah but it would have won us an Emmy or a potty it would have won us because crying wins potties that's how Barbara Walters won all her awards exactly so I think he was like this is this is my big one so he went to call his agent and he went to call the agent. Classic mistake. Classic mistake. Didn't pay attention to the levels. Didn't pay attention to the levels. And all of a sudden, you just you my my the plug that my mic goes into broke like two minutes into the to the episode, and then yeah. we couldn't do it. So, big news. Yeah. In what? his stead. In his stead, we the, have the, the Wally Pip. It was uh, <laughs> we the, have the fan who's Lou the Garrett. guy Jeff Hostetler. <laughs> We Nick have- Foles, big dick Nick for the Philadelphia Eagles. Actually, that's we're gonna, that's the best analogy I can think of. We have the fantastic Gus Tate with big us. Big dick hey Gus. Guys, thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, thanks cool. for doing it. Gus Tate and I did the um, Kung Fu Comedy Show mm, last night. Gus show. and I did the show together. Gus yeah. also, if you don't remember, he was on episode maybe eight or six. Yeah, with my wife. With his yeah. wife. So, yeah, one of the, or, the, the the true fans say that was our best season. Season one. Season one. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. one of the all-star. That was one of the best episodes from that season. It was vintage. Episode one. Before we 30. jumped the shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we really sold out. Got crying on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> so we got to Are you gonna cry tonight? I'm gonna try. Yeah, it should be our we should be our challenge as interviewers. We gotta make them cry. Oh, on the on, right now? Yeah, well, oh, at we some point do in the next oh, hour. Boy. How was your childhood <laughs> in Columbia? Oh man, it was uh Jackson Heights, New York. Uh it was pretty pretty great actually. We uh yeah, we were very rich. <laughs> we sold a lot of drugs, so life you walk was over, pretty good. How many dead bodies did you walk oh, God. over? Uh, <laughs> I really hope Daniel Perryman <laughs> listens to this. Oh, boy. We don't want to make fun of him. No, no, He's going to be back on sometime soon. He couldn't we're, do it because he has to work during the day. I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of the absurdity of the situation that we had our exactly. most heartfelt episode ever, and it's all for not. It's definitely so, our fault. It's all for our entertainment. So, Gus, but Gus and I started comedy together. If you didn't listen to episode eight or nine, wherever that was, mm. go back. But we, well, we didn't start together, but we started in the same country yeah. in the People's Republic of China. Yeah. And now, and then we moved here two immigrants at the same time. Same two time, fresh off the boat. Not planned. Coincidental. Were you on the same flight? No. Same boat? No. I think you came a month or two before I did, right? Yeah, something like that. And Turner couldn't survive without you. Basically, like, yeah. I'm I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> we were in different cities. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were like a t- he was in Beijing and then Hong Kong, and I was in Sh- uh, Suzhou. Mm. So it was like we were in two hour flights away from each other. All yeah. right. But so. we did move here roughly the same time. And uh, since it's like when you move to a new city and you don't know a lot of people, you're like, hey, I knew that guy kind of. Yeah. Let's be right. friends. You're ex- oh, yeah. expats. I, yeah. I knew we were so. going to be best friends. As soon as you said you were moving, I was like, I guess I'm best friends with Turner now. Exactly. 
I guess that's how my life is going to go. Yeah. And then it worked out. And, and now this weekend, Saturday night, we're going to be in Boston, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, a.k.a. Cambridge. Cambridge, Massachusetts. You get it right. Also I, known as. I think the people in Bo- Cambridge don't want to be known as Boston. They don't? I don't know. But Gus. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's go first. Let's talk about the um, comedy scene in Asia. Oh, yeah. Because there's been a lot of developments. Comedy clubs. Let's go comedy clubs. Ca- has, has it fallen apart since you guys have left? Or is it thriving? 100%. Yeah, okay. I'd say 90%. Nosedive. Nosedived. Yeah, if you can't have a comedy scene without me, Gus, and you could probably do it without Joe Draper. <laughs> but yeah. the two of us. It's like we're... when there's like a college basketball program that has a, you know, not like Kentucky or Duke, but it, 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 China was like, what's like a smaller school that gets like, like one it. great recruiting class? It's Loyola Marymount after Hank Gathers died. Which one is Bo Kimball? And which one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shooting lefty. But yeah, exactly. they can't survive. You got a couple guys go to, left it, to the draft. It's Santa Clara University after Steve Nash. Yeah. You're That's not replacing you guys. That's talent that comes on once in a generation. Once in a generation <laughs> talent. We were, and we all left at the same time. We were the we were the um, graduating class of 2016. Right, the greatest recruiting class in comedy. And history. I mean, it literally fell apart. The Kung Fu Comedy Club closed in Shanghai. Yeah. The uh, takeout, takeout Comedy Club in Hong Kong closed, and those were the two biggest clubs. In well, not the con- closed completely. They're still open for private shows, but. Private comedy shows? Private or, private or corporate <laughs> sounds like comedy for one shows. Audience. <laughs> it sounds like a uh, Not open to the public, yeah. yeah. But, so, what, so what happened in Hong Kong, first of all? Man, I think they just need more money, you know? Like, that's why they're That's not, the richest city who, in Asia. What are you talking about they need more money? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't exactly know. I think they you just... You mean the comedy club needs more money? Well, okay, so they can't sell drinks there. That's a big problem. To put it into perspective, this is like the if the improvs and the, la- the comedy store, it's the two biggest clubs in Asia. Yeah. What other clubs even are there in a- like actual clubs? The Mary Lion in, in Singapore is pretty new. Yeah. But that that would now would be the crack one. house and the crack house crack in house. Malaysia. Uh, comedy club China in Beijing. Not technically a comedy club. Not but, a comedy club. But <laughs> what is it? They are a, it's a... They put on shows. They put on shows. Around, yeah. But there's a lot of places that put on shows around cities. Yeah. But I'm saying for like standalone, a comedy club that you can go to. I think it's the Mary Lion. It's the Crack House. It was the... Oh, there's one in Korea in an Air Force base that looks like a comedy club. And, I've uh, played that one before. <laughs> so have I. Let's come on. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. It is a comedy club, but uh But they're open like sporadically. Yeah. These are the ones that were open seven days a week or five days a week or whatever it is. There was yeah. four, as far as I can tell, unless I'm missing one. It's part yeah. of the did Trump And, and did... then wait, no, you have one in Bangkok. There was the okay. uh stage um, time comedy club in Bangkok. Oh, and the Bangkok comedy club. So there's six. Yeah. And out of those six, the two most successful, I would say, mm. closed. So the, is comedy they were, dead? They were in both Asia? in China, though. <laughs> is comedy over in Asia? This is, is, it, the, yeah. this is this the New York Times headline. Right. Is this a repercussion of the right. trade war? Is my first question. Because you know, let's print. say yes. Yes. All right, that's one. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that. definitely. This is so the geopolitical in nature. Well, yeah. I can tell you why it sort of might it's be our biggest export. Um, <laughs> I know that in mainland China, the uh, expat community is way smaller than it used mm. to be because of all this trade war stuff. Because China's clamping down on foreign visas mm. and uh, so a lot of drug stuff too there's a dude in prison now i think he's gonna be executed did you see that do i wait who uh some guy that was like exporting Chu or yeah it <laughs> was a listener we, can't, we gotta get a shout out we can't have any listeners executed no we, i don't want to say we need name. more listeners as it is <laughs> but it rhymes with baron and uh oh. rhymes with baron baron trump baron coup no, it's Garanchu. Oh. Garanchu was arrested for exporting uh, heroin. No, no, no. <laughs> sorry. It's not. It's no, I'm not. sorry. It's, 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 sorry. It's different Garanchu. It's yeah. some Canadian guy. It's right? a Canadian guy. Oh, who's, of course. Uh, Canadians always causing but, trouble. But that stuff didn't used to happen. They used to just deport you. 
Now right. he's going to be executed. There's a Canadian but he go- was dealing drugs. He wasn't doing drugs. He was right. smuggling. He was, yeah, a, a large... That's a difference. He was moving Is the Canadian government basically. attempting at all to... Trudeau do anything about them executing? Well, the Canadian government struck first because I don't know if, if we talked about the story on the pod, but the government, the Canadian government arrested the CFO of Huawei, which is like Apple for China. Yeah. And they arrested her when she, she has a house in, in uh, Vancouver. Mm. And uh, they arrested her when she landed because Huawei has been doing selling phones in Iran, mm. which is technically uh, violating a, um, a sanction. Yeah. But okay, a company violates a sanction, but then they, they literally imprison the CFO of the company wow. for that. So that's a hardcore move. I don't think mm. company countries typically do that. Since that happened, China's just been arresting the shit out of Canadians. So yeah. it's a little give and take. You, a CFO gets arrested, and we imprison a heroin dealer. Heroin dealer? It's a, yeah, heroin <laughs> exporter. So as, uh, to steal Andy Curtin's joke here, he said uh, this is the first time in history that American, the Canadians are putting American flags on their backpacks when they travel <laughs> to China. But were the show clo- what you said it was because of money, wasn't it? They weren't closed by... So the, the, Well, I can go with the, I can tell you the Kung Fu Comedy story, and then you can go with the takeout. Yeah. Takeout comedy story in Hong Kong. So Kung Fu Comedy closed... It, it is true that the, the expat community was shrinking, which made it harder. But Andy Curtin was doing a great job of getting a lot of more Chinese people in than we used to mm. by running Chinese language shows and by more Chinese people were doing English shows. So then people were coming to see them. Um, but uh, the club got closed because of a some expo. I mean, it was an excuse, but the Shanghai city government was like, oh, this expo is happening soon. World Expo. So we're shutting down. All these foreign-owned bars and restaurants. They just went after the foreigners, which is foreigners. classic move. Uh, foreign-owned bars and restaurants, and then we'll open them. We'll let them open back up after this after this uh, expo. expo, and then the <laughs> expo ended, and then they never let uh, anybody open back up. Mm. Mm. And then they p- parked a, a new Chinese softy truck outside. Exactly, <laughs> just rub it in your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but then what happened in Hong Kong? You know, I think they just uh, weren't making that much money. Like they they didn't have a liquor license, so that's how a lot of clubs make money. Yeah. Um, they first uh, second rule of so they had to charge like a bunch for tickets, and I think they just weren't selling that many that many uh, tickets. Do you think that it was because um, the shows weren't good? Um, yeah, you guys were gone. The I mean, yeah. good. let's just <laughs> it is say, it, it is hard it is. to say. I think they just uh, I mean they had their audience, but um, maybe it just didn't grow like they thought it would. And, um, but it was around for like ten years. That's a pretty around, good run. Yeah. So why? And I remember the, like the first like five, seven, eight years I was there. The show, it was packed all the time. Yeah. So then what? How does that crowd? How does a city go from like everyone loves it? And it was the only comedy club, right? Uh, yeah. It was the only like physical comedy club. There's yeah. another. Yeah, Comedy HK does stuff. Again, uh, around, I mean, like a comedy town. club, like a place. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was the only one. So how does the city go from everyone just loves comedy to everyone's like, eh, we're good? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's also, uh, you know, they maybe they need more comics there, too. I mean, we people leave, people come and go. It's like any other city. Oh, but, yeah. What was the local scene like? You were living there. How many, com- how many comedians were? Oh, man, like uh, 20 to 30. But not all of them performed at Takeout. Um, so think, even less? Yeah, even less. Maybe, I think by the time I left, there were only like 10 or 12 regular comics that, that I could name anyway. So I, th- I think the first time I went down there was probably like 2011 or yeah. 10, 10 or 11. Yeah. And it seemed like there was 
like 40 comics. Yeah. And everybody was doing, everybody was better than me. I mean, I was brand new. Everyone was better than me. I remember being really, uh, mm. almost like nervous to perform there. Yeah. So I was like, wow, oh, I these was... people are all pros. Yeah, I was nervous. And so that. why, because in Shanghai, the trajectory, and I think Beijing as well, mm. went up. Mm. Meaning like, you start out with like eight, 10 comics, but now there's probably like 75. I don't know what there is. There's a ton. Yeah. It grows and grows and grows. Even now without a comedy club, there's still other people who picked up the slack. There's shows happening yeah. around the city. I think people How just didn't... go down? Yeah, I think they didn't get, and they didn't get, uh, they didn't grow their audience maybe, and they didn't grow their their comedian scene like i mean when That's i what went I'm back, asking how didn't why didn't the comedians like in typically more people are yeah going to comedy even less definitely like when i went to shanghai i was uh, blown away by all the new people like all the young people that wanted to do comedy because of kung fu comedy and in in hong kong there yeah there just wasn't that there was like one or two new people a year a year uh, yeah but so there's there's regular people that have been do, they've been doing it for like 10 years but uh Maybe, maybe they, they, I don't know. I, I want to say, say without, yeah. without shitting on any specific person. Oh yeah. A lot of people tell the same jokes for many years. They're not writing new material. They're not writing new material. It seems like, again, not naming names. Right. If yeah, you yeah, think yeah. this is you, then it's, it's somebody else. Sure. But, uh, Garen Chu. <laughs> no, it's not. Again, Garen Chu has not been exporting heroin <laughs> or not writing jokes. Which is a bigger crime. And you're, you, that's in yeah. the country. I mean, is it worse to, to uh, be I mean, executed? At least you're showing some. Uh, I mean, it just yeah. seems like comedy could work there in Hong Kong if it like ever ever if if it was tried again. I'm not saying it's completely dead. Yeah, but I feel like a club could work. Because, I really feel like that. Also. What is there? 12, 15 million people. Yeah, and it unlike no one main, laughs in the whole twelve million people. No one wants. To nobody's laugh. laughing, Kaplan. Yeah, and unlike <laughs> mainland China, a great number of those people speak English. Speak English, right? Yeah, because laugh. of uh, the Brits, the oh. bloody Brits who yeah. took over, and they got money to burn. And they got money, money, yeah. Brits. Yeah, and, and there's like they millions. can say more on stage. I don't know if yeah. that that doesn't really matter. But yeah. uh, it's a little bit more freer of a uh, uh, society in terms of what you can say on a stage, right? Oh yeah, way freer. Yeah. So, oh, you well, can. We open up a club oh, and there. you can be incredibly racist on stage. <laughs> oh my God. And we should uh, do a live pod there. We should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and because pay, we want to be racist. Pay no we call penalty. Call racist pod. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. The Me Too movement has not hit. Uh, oh. Long time, I think. I mean, we gotta go. Ching kaching. <laughs> Whatever the Me Too movement for racist comedy is, right. it has not, <laughs> it has not hit Hong Kong. <laughs> the Me Too shout out, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, I think they had an audience, and maybe they just got tired of seeing the same like seven, same jokes. This, well, the same jokes and the same people, um, which is not their fault. Like in a in a normal scene, like uh, like New York, you could you could do the same jokes for ten years, and and nobody would notice because there's different audience. But I think the the scene does notice though. I can think of people who are professional comedians, yeah, but live in New York, but do this have been doing the same jokes for ten years, yeah. And while they can still make a living, they could be making a lot better living if they had been writing new jokes every year. Or two. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with you? Me, uh, I am uh, pregnant. Actually, congratulations! Thank Is that you. how we're supposed to say it in the yeah, 2000s? I've heard days, I've heard yes. a lot of dads joke and say like I'm pregnant or we're pregnant, but uh, the we're pregnant thing is it's yeah. very it uh, is weird. I I'm not I'd be one offended of those as a woman who's actually pregnant 
if you're if a guy. Of course, I mean, yeah. The, yeah, the we're pregnant is unsu- insufferable. Let me. <laughs> it's like comedians who call audience members civilians. Yeah, I no, not equally. <laughs> let me rephrase. Insufferable. My wife is pregnant. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Do we have applause music? A, pre- a pregnant Australian. She is super pregnant. Does she know she's not supposed to drink in America? She knows. <laughs> in America, she is, it's an American thing mostly. She's aware. She's yeah, she's aware of the the social. So you drink at home. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. She's uh, she's happy. She's she's fat and happy. I'm happy. How is it? How is it to have a um, fat wife? Oh man, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's really, I mean, I said this yesterday on stage for the first time, but uh, it's great. I love knowing that she's fat and on the couch. I know where she is. <laughs> she's not going to run away. She's not right. She can't get away. And if yeah. she does, you can, yeah. you can catch her. I can catch her easily. Your, your wife's a big uh, athlete. She's a big athlete. She runs every day. She used to do yoga every day. Mm-hmm. And now she's uh, too fat to do most. No, she still runs. How pregnant is she? She's 17 <laughs> weeks. Oh, okay. Be like, How well, pregnant yeah. is she? Well, <laughs> yeah. But, 17 uh, so weeks. She's gonna, what is that? I don't, mean, I don't want to spoil it, but she's going to get fatter. Oh, As someone who's been through this. Can I? I have, some, I, I have an issue to bring <laughs> yeah. up. I don't like it that they always say weeks. Yeah. All Why right. don't you just say months? Because yeah. now you're forcing me to do math. I'm sorry. She's what? Four well, be, months? Kaplan, go. Why? Well, I think it's because there are certain like uh, development things that are more a weekly basis. Like the baby doesn't the baby doesn't know the month system. But everyone knows so I don't have a kid. Right. I don't know the month yeah. system. Yeah. Well, I know twelve weeks is the first one because it's like that's when you start telling people the news. Yeah. Because like the most likely time something could go wrong is in the first twelve weeks. Yeah. Oh. And then uh yeah, I don't know. There is that's the thing. Like it's actually not nine months, right? It's like Yeah. It's yeah. different. It's not it's like a certain weeks. Someone told months. me that Chinese weeks. kids Almost. Chinese kids take ten months. Oh, that's why they're smarter because <laughs> they're cooking for longer. Yeah, because they know there's only one of them. A so former have... coworker in yeah. China told me that. I wouldn't be surprised if this baby comes out way early. Cause just because my Australia, wife is just her, in the metab- hemisphere. her metabolism is so just fast in the middle of a triathlon. Yeah, it's just gonna fly out. Um, but yeah, she's almost halfway. She's uh, showing, which is cool. Uh, Boy or girl? Or you it's know. a girl. Oh. We got to choose. Get to choose? It's what do you mean crazy. You get to choose? Yeah, because we did IVF. Is... So what is IVF? In vitro fertilization. So a test tube baby, basically. Test tube baby. Wow. So they we got embryos. We mixed the sperm and the egg oh together God, in a lab. God. Yeah, a little bit. And they they say, okay, you got a girl and two boys. Which one do you want to put in? And we went with girl. Do you? Are you did kidding? You, did you have a conversation yeah. about no. this, or you let her? Yeah. Oh no no no. Like, we yeah we had a agree. conversation, but uh, yeah, the future is female. You know so. I would have had to go. What do you, I would have got. We would have gone rocks, paper, scissors, slip a coin. I would. I would have had them. Just I wouldn't have picked. I don't like that. That slap. Yeah. That weirds me well, out. Okay, so here's the other thing. It it wasn't just girl, boy, boy. It was the girl, and then they rate the embryos. So they have this rating system. No. Yeah. Based on what? Like how? It, like so like this, they're never gonna get cancer. Well, no, no. There's that. Or how then, or how good looking it'll be. This one's yeah. gonna be an eight. <laughs> that one's gonna be a six. An eight. But it'll be yeah. smarter. <laughs> well, it's. <laughs> A seven with eight confidence. <laughs> yeah. An eight after midnight. This one's got a 10% chance of being like six, four, but like, a, <laughs> I mean, it was basically like they say, okay, these three are all healthy. They could all be totally healthy, but just according to the size and the shape of the embryo, this one, the girl is rated higher than the boys. It was like a trip. Like hot uh, or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we were like, put that one in. And yeah. we did. I would. That would. If I was in a situation, I would want it to be that way. Where it's like this one's the healthiest, so obviously we got to go with this one. If it was like, oh, these two are both the same. One's a girl, one's a boy. And then yeah. uh, we might have got divorced oh. over it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you went with the healthiest. We went with the healthiest. Yeah. What is, so the rating is based off of health, not based off of looks. No, it is based on looks. Actually, <laughs> it is. Well, the looks of the embryo, the embryo. not of the person. Oh, that's a hot embryo. <laughs> yeah, basically. 
You could, you could judge an embryo by its covers. Hot saying. enough for embryos. Yeah. Billion that, dollar idea. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> and the other two were for... fine. Like the other two are in the fridge. We didn't, you know, just for all you. Oh, you have them for the future. Yeah. We, we got them in the tank. In oh, the, so uh, they're like, yeah. The freezer. It's a crazy thing because you're like, if you do this and, you know, you have the child and then you could always be like, oh, we could threaten them. I, you know, I picked you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> We got one in the freezer. It'll be my favorite. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm. I'm looking forward to telling the boy that he's genetically inferior. Yeah. To the exactly. Yeah. We, so you're we, gonna have a boy too. We're probably gonna have a boy. We too. got one boy and two girls. Was it or one girl and two boys? Oh, wait. Yeah. Can you pick if it's transgender? Because that's like that's real. World. <laughs> yeah. That's really. Be- that's that's more. Future. Well, that's the, the thing. The future is transgender. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. that's the thing. Everybody we're, forgets that we already know the gender. So even at the doctors, like we saw the ultrasound, and they like they, they sp- tell you the news. No, they like spin the baby around so you can see their genitals yeah and they're like oh it's a girl and we were like yeah we knew that and they were like well just let's zoom in on her vagina so you can see we were like we got it it's a girl (laughs) we We don't yeah we know is it a super woke thing to like be offended when they give you this choice with the girl or boy and be like yeah i don't want to i don't i'm not picking oh if she (laughs) is it woke or is it just you're just creeped out (laughs) it's just weird to me i want to go on record and say if if they showed us that she had a penis I would still be very proud, <laughs> especially if it was good big. for you. Yeah, good for you. I yeah. mean, it's, it's amazing how much technology has changed. Even I have a, my son's almost seven, mm. so we went, she was pregnant like seven years ago, and then, I, you know, because like we now it's like they have these ultrasounds where you, they're like three D. Yeah, I people post these pictures. You could see like what exactly what the kid looks like. Yeah, it's wild. We didn't have we were like the last year I think where we didn't, that wasn't common or place or something. Yeah. Like that. A little surprised, but you can see into their brain because yeah. it's like a cross section. As they move the thing around, you can see like a little scan of their brain. Can you and tell you... like they're funny or? Yeah, I, I actually I noticed in the first one that like the left brain was bigger than the right brain. And is that I was good at math or that's good at the other way around. I think it's good at math, and I was nope. like, "Is that?" And they were like, "Don't ask questions." They were like, "That's <laughs> so stupid." It's the same, and I was like, "I'm pretty sure it was bigger." Uh, anyway. I remember we were at the ultrasound where they told us it was a boy. It was like, mm. do you want to know the gender? They could, it was the first one. Mm. And it was like, I knew Randy wanted a girl. And I obviously wanted a boy. So I was like, <laughs> uh. I was like yeah, tell us. And it was a boy. And I was like, oh, I had to pretend like I didn't care. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> Very neutral reaction. That's she funny. She was like crying and, and anger. But no, it all worked out. Yeah. We got one of each. But So, Cap, what advice do you have for girls? Oh, yeah, please. Um, You should really. Yeah, this is like, everyone's like, before you get married, mm. you got to like, Sow your oats and enjoy yourself. Yeah, but that's no, not true. That's not true. It's before you have the, yeah, this. This is the real yeah. change of lifestyle. So. Oh, I have a question. Did you feel like this was the best part? Like, mm. like Randy being pregnant was that the was that the fun part? I feel like this is fun right now. And then when the kids come mm. out, you're like, no. Was it fun? It, we we, we thought about it differently at the time. Yeah. Like, let's take a van. It was like. I think it was st- we were stressed. I don't know. It was like stressful. Yeah. I was like nervous about everything. And yeah, I don't think it was fun. It was a lot of planning. We're Jews. We don't like. Just roll with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your baby books and stuff. <laughs> so a lot like, of like we're taking birthing classes. And oh, yeah. Did that thing. So what else? What else about being uh, your wife being pregnant? Oh, man. Um, it's great. She's fat. I love it. Uh, I feel great. Wait, what part? Why do you love that she's fat? What, what parts of that? Oh, sorry. It's not really just that she's fat. I just like knowing that that she's at home. <laughs> You're a misogynist. Yeah. Well, I never, I never thought when she, even when she wasn't at home, I never felt... Uh, bad about that I was never you know I was never like oh no where's my wife but now that I know where she is it it really awakens something like primal in me as a man right. like yeah I know where my woman is yeah it's nice like, just keeping that baby like, in the oven yeah just, like just... where's your wife ah, I don't know out at some bar somewhere where's yours oh she's at home 
like all of our wives like, <laughs> yeah. going Which, out by to the bars by themselves. Is something well, again, it's ridiculous, but in my head, it's like, you know, I know where she is. Right. And now, yeah. see, you're going to have, once you have a child, it's even, even less likely your wife's out at a bar somewhere. Oh, yeah. So you really can keep an eye on her. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> someone's got to watch the baby, I don't know. So. Yeah. Oh, the other thing is that uh, I, I feel like I contributed to this one, like more than an average dad uh, did. How so? Uh, because I, because we, so we did IVF, right? We we mixed, you know, my sperm, her egg, uh, but to get the sperm out of me, I had a <laughs> I had a biopsy. Right. So they didn't just you don't just go into a I cup. I did not go into a cup. Oh, I did the opposite gosh. of the Turner has heard this story and he doesn't want to hear it. It freaks me out every single time. But um, it was actually the day of our comedy seller show. I had an operation. <laughs> first time ever performing at the comedy seller. <laughs> first time for you ever and me. Performing at the comedy seller, mm. I uh, had a recently opened nutsack. <laughs> because we, you guys remember the Thai cave rescue? How yes. Those boys were trapped in the cave. That's yeah. basically the case with my. Is that what the doctor told you? No, I made. <laughs> no, I made this analogy myself. But uh, yeah, so my boys. Uh, say Elon like, Musk was involved. In- <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk in. built a tunnel into my nuts. <laughs> he offered a raft. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know how people say like, uh, "Oh, your boys can't swim." My boys can swim. They just they don't have a lane out. Oh. They don't have a tunnel. So that was the issue. So so they go in. I was awake the whole time. They oh took God, out. I would ask to knock me out. Yeah. I know it was local anesthetic. I was talking to the guy the whole time. Oh, the guy. Oh, my it was gosh. not fun. It took uh, about as long as this podcast <laughs> so far. And I was talking to the guy. You can't see it, but you can you can smell it actually because they. Uh, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me explain. Again, like the burning? The it, burning. It's like a, like a, because they use a hot knife. Oh. So if you've ever wondered what your burning nut flesh smells like, uh, do yep. this operation. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Should have done that earlier. Sorry. No, but you have a point because it's. I think it's where you go. But it's like men. It's always like the women do yes. everything, right? And people yes. are like, "Oh, you didn't do anything, right?" But, but you're I, not like that. I'm not like I did my part, and it was yeah. painful. I couldn't walk good for probably a month afterwards. So you can't yeah. say we. I mean, are pregnant. yeah, you can yeah. say that. You know, and a lot of people I did something for this. You know, one. a lot of women. It, it, you. C-sections is what sometimes, you know, it's like a lot yeah. to, to way to... I had a surgery. C-section You have basically have had it. So really, if yeah. she wants to do the equality thing, she should have a C-section. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's she's doing enough uh, by herself. I just want to say I did something. You did, you did a lot. I mean, is that... Yeah. Do you know, like, if, uh, you know, if you get if a, vas- a vasectomy operation, is this what they do for that? Or is that... No, this is like, this is like the opposite. The opposite. Of, because... I don't know nothing. Yeah. I've never had one of those. The vasectomy... Well, I would see, vasectomy would be closing the cave. On right. the, yeah. the oh, tie kids. Uh, locking right. those kids, throw away the key. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys no, should have jumped in. The vasectomy means they remove the vas, which is the tube. So oh, I never had a tube to oh, remove. Have a tube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why they had to go in there. Mike Berbiglia in his show talks about this. He had a similar problem. His tube was kinked and they unkinked it. I just never had a tube. Wow. I wouldn't rule yeah. out crying in this podcast. I'm starting to. Yeah, yeah I, I might. <laughs> yeah, Turner, <laughs> Turner is not handling this I'm well. I'm tearing up. You guys yeah. can't see his face, but he doesn't like this story. He does not like the, the blood. And what about the I Australian mean, family? Like, are you going to be going back and forth all yeah, the time? Uh, not all the time, but they're coming. We'll bring the baby over, do a little tour. How long a, do you have to a wait? fun baby flight. I was yeah. going to say, how long do you have to wait to fly with a baby to Australia? Oh, actually, the doctor told us to do it as soon as possible because you don't get charged when they're small. Right. Well, yeah, the money-wise, <laughs> yeah. yes. What kind of a doctor is it was, this? It was a little Well, odd. you don't get charged when they're yeah. two and under for flights. Yeah. That's oh. true. Yeah. And I will say that 
I did learn. So like you learn, there's always things where it's like each age feels like the hardest. And then you're mm. like, but one thing I've learned is like you get so stressed about traveling with them when they're babies, mm. but it's actually way easier mm. because they they can't go anywhere. Yeah, they can't. Run and they fall and asleep a lot. Yeah. So yeah, flying when they're babies is probably good. They'll sleep most of it. They'll wake. They'll cry, but whatever. But like once they're like running around, yeah, I, I can't imagine sitting wow. on a plane along with my kids. Cap, what's <laughs> the? Because your kids are six and four, right? Or yeah. is Teddy seven now? No, he's six and four. Six, six and four. four. What's the best age and what's the worst age in the first six years oh for boy. Gus? I don't know if I even want to hear this, but go ahead. Uh, all right. So one of the worst ages is like in between. I'll do a limb. One of the worst ages is like mm. in between the newborn. Like once the, the polish runs up a little bit, mm. rub, like you get the car off the lot. You drive it around. <laughs> you're showing it off for a couple weeks. It's got that yeah. smell. And then you're like, all right, I just got this car. You get, you know. So then you have like a newborn baby that for, until like three months of mm. proud. Then it's pretty much you're in hell because they don't sleep. Oh boy, <laughs> they changing diapers left and right. Yeah, all that crap. So that's one of the worst things. And they got and everyone's like, you know, it's like a baby, but it's like they don't really do anything, right? So yeah, yeah. The first yeah, the first. It's like cute me. and all, but it's, I th- I think uh, so. And then so then, but then as they start getting older, they get into little personalities. Mm. So then they start doing things, milestones. That becomes good. I think six and f- I think like three, starting at three, is a good age. Mm. Because then uh, they can they have a attention span where they can watch an iPad for a long time. <laughs> so you can yeah. travel. You can leave them alone. Like, once you get past, like, there's, like, the whole childproofing thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's kind of bad, like, up to, like, an age where they could, like, kill themselves if you're not paying attention. Which I think mm, is yeah, about yeah. two and a half, do, three. Do you feel like they're, like, a cross between your and Randy's personalities? Like, can you y- see yourself? In- yeah, they're very, we got, like, I think it's, you, I mean, everyone's, like, that's the other thing. Before you have kids, you always like it, everyone selfishly like wants them to be like themselves. Yeah, they want them yeah. to be a mini you. Oh, totally. Except, I mean, I didn't really want to be like me because yeah. I kind of hate myself. But, <laughs> but you, like, I'm like, you're like, oh, you want to look like you, but they're like, what do I want to look like me? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, but then like when they're a mix, it's actually great because it's like, yeah. I can't take... wait to see what a mix between me and Sarah's personality is going to be. That's, That's... going to be. You guys are yeah, you guys op- are kind very of opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah, we are. I'm not ashamed to admit it. We are. We are very different. Yeah. yeah, and our kids are going to be. You're a quiet crazy. American boy. Yeah, and she is she's, a uh, uh, rambunctious Australian lass. When, when yeah. they looked at the embryos, could they? It, I mean, they couldn't tell any <laughs> like personality fetchings. Uh, no, no, we're not that far yet. What about with work stuff? How are you guys going to handle it? Because like, because uh, uh, she'll get a little bit off. She works work. full time. She works full time. I work uh, remotely, part to full time. So basically, I'll be doing everything probably uh, for a while. And I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea how it's going to go. Do you get? Does the comedy world have a paternity plan? Yeah, because <laughs> that's a new law. That's... Yeah, call up the president of comedy and yeah, sure. A lot. See, yeah, I don't know. Just gonna, I'm just gonna keep doing whatever I. Because I think you're supposed to get like all right. Well, that's a certain amount like... of time off now. Twelve weeks or something. Or... There's no time off in comedy. Yeah, there's no. But you got to take it up with it. You guys have a union? No. What's going on? Yeah. You guys got to rise up. I think they've tried a couple times. <laughs> it, it never works. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Well, best of luck. Uh, yeah, should thanks. we get to the news? Yeah. Do we have any? We got news stories. Let's get to the news then. Yeah. Oh, wait. Before that, do, what do we out? So, we have our show on Besides Saturday. Cambridge, show on Saturday, you're Cambridge, t- Massachusetts. You've been, your your mom wanted you to know, wanted us all in <laughs> yeah. the world to know you've been to She's Cambridge probably before. listening. Yeah. I've actually been to Boston before as a child. Yes. I've never told jokes. You didn't tell one on joke a stage. When you're there. On a stage. Or in to Boston. a passerby. So, it's the first time doing that. And we only have like nine tickets left, as maybe even less now because we've been recording this pod, but get the tickets. Get the tickets right, right now. Go to yeah. our pages. You can find it. You can find it on turnersparks.com. You can find it on Gustay Comedy. Gustay Comedy. And you can find com. it on Eventbrite, whatever, any of those. Yeah. Get them. You, you want to see the those Thai kids are free. You want to see them. <laughs> yeah. You want to see them. 
Has your comedy changed post-op? You feel a little... Uh, I've got it. No, I've well, just a, a few more baby-related oh. material. That's actually that's great for comedy. Yeah. Babies, I would imagine. Yeah, if this baby doesn't give me some killer tax deductible, yeah, and they're tax deductible, and they're constantly changing. So it's like you get yeah. a dog, you have the same dog material the whole time you have a dog. Yeah, but kids are always evolving, so you're in different phases. So yeah, there you go. Look forward to that. It's like five albums. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can see you can see the baby if you come to the show because wait. Also, wait, we have to say this: you have an <laughs> yeah. album. Oh, in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, in the stomach. Sorry, <laughs> you can see my wife's pregnant belly. You can you sign her. She said show. you could sign her Autograph. belly. You can sign her belly with, <laughs> with a, a sharpie. sharpie. Wow. That's... If you come to the show in Boston, you can. <laughs> Typically, people want the comedian to sign their stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but we want the audience to sign your wife's. It's like how. Yeah. to sign breasts. No, yeah. This is different. This is sign stomachs. Yeah, sign, sign, sign her Sarah's stomach. stomach. She'll be very happy. Uh, I do have an album. It's called Nose Whistles. Nose Whistles. Yeah, Nose Whistles. And uh, yeah, it's uh, me performing at Takeout Comedy Club. And where do they get it? Before it closed. Before it closed. Wow. I was it's like famous now. Wow. The last album recording. You can hear them like knocking it down in the background now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was a great show. So I, you know. Where can it, people uh, find it? And where can they find it? At gustatecomedy.com. All right. Should we get to the news? Let's get to it. Play the music. State still in the house. Hey, everyone. First story of the week today comes from Fox 5, Kaplan. Mm. All right. Kansas woman makes $80 per hour as a professional cuddler. Wow. Yeah. That seems Japanese. Like low. Robin Marie, not Japanese. Good guess. <laughs> yeah. Robin Marie has been involved in therapeutic touch for more than a year and is certified through a website called The Cuddlist. Hmm. She has 30 clients ranging in age from 20 to 75 years old. Do you need to be certified so it's not like me too Like, it's like yeah, yeah, but like it's also a hug in a way yeah, that's I not that's uh, inappropriate. But certified by just some guy who started a website. Oh, it's not. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to like, start what? somewhere. I don't think there's a like a, a government board that's certifying there's, cuddlers. It's not the yeah. International Cuddler Association of America or something. Or maybe it started by Weinstein. <laughs> oh, boy. He's a big cuddler. Uh, yeah, I like it. No, he didn't cuddle. That, that, that's the thing. He was. Oh, people, he didn't cuddle. None of these people. They didn't cuddle. You know, there was no. Oh. It's just, it was all so d- grotesque. So this is teaching people how to be better <laughs> meat viewers. It, oh, well, boy. it is teaching how to be a little less creepy. Or uh, isn't it more creepy though? Wine to cuddle. I know. I think that's incredibly creepy yeah. to pay someone eighty dollars an hour to cuddle with you, especially uh, they said ages twenty to seventy-five. Well, I think any age is creepy, but like uh, I guess like I'm trying to think of like fifty-year-old like sad single guys. Right. I know who are comedians. They might, maybe they would name do names. it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Karen Shu. Karen Shu. Noted cu- cuddler. Noted cuddler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm for it. I support her. Yeah. I mean, it's a good job. Like, people out there looking for a change of career, like, if you can stomach a little cuddling. I, th- I think there's a lot of stuff that Japanese people do, and we, we talk about how crazy it is. Yeah. But actually, if somebody were to do it in America, I think it would work. And like I what? think that like that's one of those things. I'm sure that already exists in Japan. Uh, professional cuddlers. Yep. I think I saw something about it. Do you think that there's so many of them that you can get a better deal than eighty dollars an hour? 
so many of them like so many professional cutters in japan that maybe are yeah we should fly some of them people should be going out yeah yeah we should work oh yeah we should get a tanker yeah and uh import them human smuggling cuddling smuggling cuddling smuggling i know some russians down at the dock they'd be down for this yeah Or like if you're like a, a prostitute and you just you've done you've hit your wall, you're like, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Human you're, you're used to like the transition. awkwardness of this you're like already you've trained to, you know, this is your transition. This is how you retirement. And it's golden le- age, you can make more money. It's make, legal. It's legal. I think. Yeah. If you've ever been like uh I don't know, forced to cuddle as a man out there. This is a job for you, Forced too. to cuddle. Exactly. <laughs> Any men who've had a one-night stand or something, <laughs> yeah, what? or, or a relationship a where they had a cuddle. Well, I think like men would pay not to do this. Oh, that's another, yeah. Oh, is that like they could get someone to come cuddle with their girlfriend while they watch football? <laughs> oh boy, yes, that's a great. <laughs> now we're talking. Wait, now I feel like really... I feel like that's in the same category as like I wish there was an option in Uber for them not to talk to you. Like I wish you should, on Tinder. Like oh, Turner I wish there says, was an it's option. the deaf guys. That's the deaf. That's the deaf thing. <laughs> What's the deaf thing? You know how you ever had an Uber or Lyft where they say, "Oh, uh, just to let you know, before your, your driver gets here, he's deaf, he's so hard don't of talk to him." Uh, I think it's BS. I think they just put that on there so they don't have to hear you yapping yeah, at like them. Gus wants oh, to get that person. Your, how the long drivers. have you been driving for Uber? Oh, oh do you like it? I Ooh. never realized that the the drivers would complain about that. I always 100%. thought it was hundred percent. Oh yeah, because I've talked to some of those uh, supposedly quote unquote uh. deaf people before, and they are not deaf. Oh, interesting. They just don't want to chat, huh? But we could also add. I had that idea many podcasts ago about an app for and get a guy who can like do shit with our kids. I don't want to do now. Put, he can cuddle. Now I can also cuddle with the wife. Yeah, next story. Ooh, this comes to us from Fox News. All right, little you, uh, you, outlet, one of our favorites. <laughs> a little local pri- news organization <laughs> you might have heard of. <laughs> right here, right up the street here in New York. <laughs> a little boutique. Yes, operation <laughs> boutique. Ten schools in China have new intelligent uniforms that will track students' whereabouts with embedded computer Ooh, chips. Ooh, that's interesting. You might want to get start thinking no, about this is a new. We've parent. talked about it a lot, actually, oh, yeah, about like kids. putting chips in the. Kid. Did you put the chip in the embryo? So put it in their start yeah. off right there. Yeah, so no, no <laughs> put it in their brain. Well, no, because there was a Black Mirror episode about that, about the chip in the kid, and Sarah, Sarah and I were like, "Ooh, this is this is complicated," because it, it would be pretty cool to have a chip in there. Yeah, I mean, you, you can know. give them. Um, you can just give them a phone at some point, so you can yeah. follow them around, or you can put like one of those tiles, you know, put that yeah. in somewhere where they. Yeah. Can't you? But, yeah, you. Once they're actually born, can't you just? Uh, you can't microchip them like a dog. You can't <laughs> no, just sew a microchip into it, their it, wrist. Not in America. Come on. I mean, maybe in the black market. Yeah. China. <laughs> China, yeah. Right. No, these are put into the uniforms, not into oh, okay. the humans. I mean, this is your big. This will be your big thing as a modern parent. It's like this constant, like you want to be on top of it. Right. You want to be like a good parent who knows where their kids are. Yeah. Is, or worried about their safety. Yeah. But you also want don't want to be a maniac helicopter on top of every movement. Right. Like they got to do things on their own. They got to be able to go out on their own. Kaplan's right. a free range dad. I'm trying to be <laughs> free range here. Yeah. You let him go play in the street and ride bikes. I and... play stickball. Right. Play stickball. Hey, you want to yeah. play some stickball? <laughs> I try Yo, to keep pops. the distance. I don't try. I'm not. They don't go out on their own yet. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to be like, cause you know, some, you know, I saw uh, the other day. I saw like uh, a kid who's about who he knows about eight, eighth grade, yeah. and like a sixth grade sister, and they were like off on their own, went to get pizza together. I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder what year that's allowed without society being like, well, these are just cute Wait, kids. Can yeah. I say something? Not to be all old man about this, but I think when I was six, I started flying by myself. 
Yeah, they used to let you do that. I don't think they don't do let you do that anymore. I don't hmm. think so. They used to go down to see your grandparents or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'd fly to go see the grandparents. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like but the flight attendant would keep an eye on you. The other thing is your parents you. could walk you up to the gate yeah, and now, put you now right you on the You can't do that if you're not on a if you don't have a ticket. Pre right. 9 11. Yeah. You might Ter- be a terrorist. Terrorists ruined everything. Little Teddy Kaplan. Yeah, those terrorists were not free range parents. <laughs> no. <laughs> so in addition, this says if you if a student tries to, I know what you're thinking, students yeah. are gonna tra- uh, swap uniforms. Yeah. They've thought of that too. What, what the what uniforms it, got? If a student tries to swap uniforms in order to leave campus, the system is designed to prevent that facial recognition scanners at wow. school gates match the chip with the correct student. Yeah, aren't they doing I, that all over China now? Facial maybe. recognition? Oh, you they know, are. Yeah. You know, there was this big... Uh, like traffic uh, tickets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, movements yeah. and everything. But there was this big movement a few years ago, like this bringing a baby, baby, like French, baby. B- it was about ra- raising a child the French way. Mm. And, like, okay. And a lot of moms are getting into that book, but I think mm. there's a lot. No, the way I know parents, there's a lot of parents who might be into the Chinese style. <laughs> yeah, of like they want to know where their kids are at all times. Yes, they might even they start looking at schools. You know, they worry about the commute and everything. Mm-hmm. They might start moving their families to China. Yeah, to this could it. bring the expats back. You're yeah. right. As long as they don't have any heroin with them. <laughs> Wait, what's <laughs> the they, French way? Uh, the French way is uh, I didn't read the book, but no, <laughs> <laughs> but it's free rangey. It's a little bit free rangey. Oh, you yeah. let them drink Not, wine. You don't worry about bedtimes. They let them eat, like eat real food. You don't. Overstimulate them. You let them just. They have to. Yeah, it's for a little bit for Andrew. We we'll have to. We might have to get some experts in here one day to teach me a different way. A French expert. We'll a, get a, a free range expert in. They can pitch me in all the ideas <laughs> if you want to sit in and be pitched. Yeah. <laughs> Next story. We're sticking in China here. ABC Seven. A woman in China has a rare hearing disorder. <laughs> she can no longer hear men's voices. Oh, boy. The woman was initially suffering from ringing in the ears and right. vomiting. When she woke up the next morning, she could not hear her boyfriend oh, speaking. Oh, my. But it's only men. Her doctor diagnosed the woman with reverse slope hearing loss. She can no longer hear low frequencies, oh, which boy. include the average male voice. Her doctor believes the condition was brought on by stress. The condition is believed to be temporary. She better oh, never boy. be my Uber driver because I like to give instructions. That's <laughs> where to go. That is like the easiest like late night monologue joke setup. Like a woman can no longer hear men's voices. Turns out that blah 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 blah. Wait, blah. I have a good we one. Oh, yeah, we set you up here. I yeah, have yeah. a punchline. This is your audition. We put uh, people on the Tonight Show. This it's believed the condition. The, the condition is believed to be temporary. It uh, <laughs> should be fine after her husband does the dishes. Hey. Put up a, hey. Do a little golf swing. What yeah. do you think of that? <laughs> Paul Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something Who's like the worst? Like, uh, remember uh, Jay Leno's like band leader? That guy Winfrey was... Winfrey mm. He was the worst Winfrey. fake la- laugher of all time. It was mm. uh, Kevin, Kevin something. Kevin we should have Ikram being here with the band. And we should. should. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in the studio. But uh, that, this is, is this really true though? She's not like the Seinfeld episode where she's yeah. bluffing. Oh, you know, you know what like, people are going to say? I mean, she's definitely bluffing. You but think she's. People are going to say she's immune to mansplaining. Yes. Oh, that's what a good are one. to say. Yeah. But isn't it not woke of her to be like, like, is a man's voice different? Or you don't hear gender in voices. Nope. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's obvious. Some... And what if it's a transgender? What if it's trans? Oh, what if yeah. it's someone who's got a high pitched voice? What if, what if it's a man who who's... identifies as a woman? Or what if it's that a woman be... who has a very deep voice? That would be so... crazy if, like, even if it was a woman with a deep voice, she still, or sorry, even if it was a man <laughs> with a high voice, she still couldn't hear it. Yeah, like it's it was literally just gender just... sensitive. Well, it's also up to her. She decides yeah. what she can hear and what she can't hear. I mean, is this the first ever case of this? In the history of the world, is she? I think it is. We should have bring her into the studio. It's and, like and see, we'll interview her, and if she doesn't respond, we'll call her bluff. Yeah. We'll just keep yamming her at her. And the yeah. other thing is, it's like the easiest. Remember, like the old, like if you had to go to war, then they would, uh, they would flat like feet, flat feet, <laughs> or that you Peel do a spurs, hearing test. Donald Trump. You do a oh. hearing test, and if you fail the hearing test, you can't go. Yeah, but the failed hearing test is up to you. Um, I just realized what the end of the 
the joke would be like hit me you know woman in china can no longer hear men's voices wait, like, wait give it a real setup give it a late night setup hey paul did you hear yeah, about that i don't i don't know you guys have heard the setup is like well, woman in china has a, has a rare condition where she can no longer hear men's voices <laughs> women women in america are lining up to get some of that or something like that it's going to be yeah. something like hey. air china tickets are yeah yeah are selling like crazy like or the woman's blood is going to be you know, they're, they're going to try to inject her blood into them to try to get some of that non-man hearing. Non-man hearing. Yeah. Last story of the <laughs> week. Last story. Okay. <laughs> Comes to us from the New York Post. We're back to the quality. Six-year-old boy busted for cheating on homework with Alexa. Cheating on homework. Oh. So he was, he was asking. Alexa device. Not a, it's not a girl. Oh, yeah. Alexa yeah. on a girl. The, the way you said it sounded like. It sounded like he was cheating on Alexa. Yeah. Uh, so cheating his girlfriend. On his homework. Yeah. Six-year-old. I blame the New York young. Post. That was a bad headline. He yeah. said, so he's like, hey, Alexa, what's uh, two plus two? And Alexa's like, ah, oh, the answer is four. Yeah. Mm. Alexa, my kids real love the Alexa device. They And they, and they ask him. You have one? We have one, yeah. Don't yeah. you realize by having an Alexa, you're just bugging yourself? Oh, well, that's our sponsor. Let's not. Oh, yeah. Let's not. Amazon. Amazon. Not, they're using it to better their If you're going to bug yourself, do it But don't buy things on Alexa because we don't make money if you buy things directly through Alexa. You got to go on the computer. Yes. So I never buy things through Alexa. Mm. But. We have it, and yeah, my kids are constantly, besides playing annoying music, like the poop song, Ruby loves to play on Alexa. Oh, that sounds she, fun. Uh, it's, it's pretty catchy. Hmm. She, they like to ask questions. So mm. like Teddy would be like, what's the tallest building in Shanghai? Yes, the other day, because we were talking about China. What's the tallest? So yeah, you could cheat. But it's just the same as, it's really the same yeah. as looking up an answer. Like, you would, if quicker. you don't know something, you wouldn't, I don't know. Is that really cheating? There's better ways to cheat than asking the. the I mean, you virtual can use the internet. Assistant. Yeah, just well, use for the your internet. homework. I would definitely do it if I was like in high school and I had like all these like super intense, yeah, uh, like whatever calculus questions. Oh, I bet it was he wasn't allowed to use the computer, right? And he found a loophole. He was right because like, oh, she said that in the article she said that he yeah. was cheating on it. It was like Alexa, what's six minus three? Yeah. So I mean, he could use a calculator. If he, I guess a kid yeah. at that age doesn't know how, but a little older he would. Yeah, that's still cheating. Right. So I think he just like his parents took away his computer and they were like they thought they they got him. Yeah. But uh, the, he the had bigger a thing is that we live in this crazy world now where six year olds have homework. Like, uh, did yeah. you have homework at six? Nope. I don't remember. I, I, I don't think we did. I think it maybe maybe drawing. They start in kindergarten with homework. Yeah. And it's like super. The, the hardest thing with his homework now it's like it's super confusing. Yeah. Like I don't know the answers to the homework. Cap can't do first grade homework <laughs> because the way they ask the questions, everything in math is about the like method to get six minus three like mm. they'll be like do a drawing to illustrate show do another work. drawing and there's like multiple different strategies they want them to use and they want them to explain them all and sometimes i don't understand the strategy i just know yeah. i do math because i don't know it's like teaching for idiots like so yeah. now so now so yeah it's a real problem so I, you cannot ask alexa that i'll say that can I, I, well i'll try it tonight i'll see if alexa can figure that out because it's it's really tough out there mm. Okay. This is, this is where you look at this way this is why enjoy the baby years <laughs> i'm will. trying to say that's it but before we go kaplan lap pass Oh yeah, our we gotta get to Laugh Pass. Laugh Pass. Do you, have you heard of this? Laugh Pass. I have heard of this. It's fantastic. Yeah, they are great people. They're sponsoring <laughs> the podcast. We're working with them. It's Stand Up New York. It's at Stand Up New York Comedy mm. Club, but also thirty comedy clubs around the United States. Wow. You can pay basically to get a one year membership to all of these clubs. So look up what city you're in. Go to that club. But also when you're in New York, you come to Stand Up New York. It's a free. You can get to every. You can go to every single show for free you want. Mm. It's not like one a week or one a month. It's every day. Yeah. You can go as many as you want. Stand up comedy shows. Plus, every time you go, you get in free. You get to bring a friend for free. Wow. Plus, you get a free bottle of wine the week of your birthday if you go. Whoa. Plus, you get a free <laughs> drink when you go. 
Every oh. time you go, you get a free drink. So they have the two drink minimum, but you get what one of them's free. Even better, wow. no drink minimum. No drink. No minimum. drink minimum. Special. No drink minimum. That, that's, that's for the peasants. Wild. Drink minimum. That's Jeez. for the peasants. Plus, so, you get to uh, VIP seating. VIP seating. You want to be super close. Oh my you want to be in the see, back? You want to see this these good looking so you, comics you're, here? You're telling me it's like movie pass, but it doesn't suck. Exactly. Wow. It's $159 a year, but if you use if you put in the promo code Lost in America at checkout, it's $139 a year. And do you get to sign any pregnant stomachs? Yes. That's I throw that in. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and all unlimited pregnant stomach <laughs> signings for anyone you see on the street. Wow. <laughs> Just sign their stomach. And if you are a currently furloughed government, United States government employee, oh, I heard about this for free. Laugh Pass is free. So Tyler Sparks, wow. my brother, call Come on now. down. He's furloughed? Completely furloughed? He has to work, but he's not getting paid. Oh, my God. Another one of our listeners I know, Patrick Cooney, has Shout to work out. not getting paid out, out in uh, the great state of Oregon. Well, we're not going to charge him wow. for this podcast either. Exactly. We get a free pod. Yeah. You go get paid. Gus is checking his watch. It's time yeah, to Tyler's, go. Yep. Gus Tate, thanks for doing the pod. Hey, thanks for having me. Get so, lost. Get lost. <laughs> 